here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, we're going to take a peek into the primary situation and get the latest on all of that GOP and, and for the Democrats coming up in just one minute. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. So the field um, of potential presidents has grown quite a bit uh, in the last few months, and uh, some of them are really resonating with the American people. <laughs> yeah, I think. Would you say that's a safe thing to say? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like this Suarez guy, whose name I just whose first name I forgot. Um, Francis Francis Suarez, I maybe Suarez? mayor of Miami. Yes, yeah. P- powerful. That seemed to be an up-and-coming figure in, in Republican politics, but not uh-huh. necessarily going to be the president Probably of the United States. Probably not his time now. Uh, you, you know, you, you just see, tell me if you see this exact same thing. People have noticed uh, good old Mayor Pete and have decided, hey, mm-hmm. why can't I be the next Mayor Pete? Absolutely. Right? Like, That's I don't absolutely think, the thinking. I don't think he believes he's going to win the presidency, but like, you know, you got to do a you, race though, like if, this. If you were the mayor of Miami, mm-hmm. as opposed to South Bend, Indiana, wouldn't you think, yeah, I got a shot. Yeah. First if, of all, he's if running. If Judge can do it, yeah. I can certainly do it. One of our major cities, a city that is doing yeah. very, very well, by the way. And I yeah. think he's been a good mayor. I don't, I, I don't follow everyday politics of, of Miami, but I know he's been good on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seems to be an up-and-coming figure in Republican politics. This is a great way to get known, maybe advance to a cabinet position, maybe right. running for governor or senator. This you is set a great, yourself up great for path, later. right? Yep. If he, it, it, maybe he pops and gets to 12, 13% in one of these polls, like Pete Buttigieg did in some of those... Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he was ever a real threat to win the presidency, but became a top contender at one point. And that, you know, again, maybe he could turn that into turning our transportation system into a disaster as well. <laughs> maybe that sort of... Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, maybe he'll be get awesome. there someday. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me run through. There's 12 Republicans right now. Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, Larry Elder. You might not, mm-hmm. you know Larry, mm-hmm. of course, uh, as a conservative commentator. You might not have even known he's in the race, but he is. Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, getting a lot of attention from the, from the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Uh, our man, Doug Burgum. Mm, with bergamentum bergamentum is uh is bergamania is in <laughs> effect uh francis suarez and will hurd the congressman as well another guy who's you know running from the moderate sort of side and trying to get i think more attention uh than anything else uh so you got a field of 12 here now i was thinking about this and you know, of course on the democratic side biden williamson and kennedy you go through um this though and i had this question i was thinking to myself if there's been a lot of a lot of failure here so far. Like, I would say mm. you look at these candidates and you would say some of them are really good candidates, some of them not so good. But like, just looking at how they would want this to go, you would say almost all of them have underperformed their expectations. Or, you know, maybe they're equal with their expectations. But if I were to ask you, Pat, who are the people in this race who have outperformed expectations you're not going to go on for a month with no, candidates no right like the, i i, I mean, think he I might come maybe up with a think couple of one one who's maybe outperformed some people's expectations um but vivek ramashwamy you know that i had him on my list i had three yeah. on my list that out have outperformed and he was one of them 
um, because now again, because expectations were very low and people we've had Vivek on the show many times. This audience knows Vivek Ramaswamy has known him for years, mm-hmm. but he was not a major figure uh, being considered to be the Republican nominee. And I wouldn't say his he has any chance, honestly, of being a Republican nominee, or at least a very high chance of being a Republican nominee. Very much a long shot. I like him, though. I like him. And his poll his poll numbers have been better than you would expect. Like, he's outperforming a lot of these mm-hmm. people who have been talked about for years. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a good communicator. He's got a lot of big ideas. I like him, generally. I think he's, you know, I, I, again, it's going to be a tough road. Yeah. Uh, coming from where he's coming from. Yeah. But he's got a lot of big ideas, and he's, uh, you know, he, he's trying to take these things on. He's eloquent. He's very yes. He's relatable. He's a good speaker, you know, and and so I think he's made and he's everywhere. I see him on the tube all the time. Yeah. Now that hasn't turned into massive polling success. No, no. But, but he's shown some early state strength. Was it earlier this week or was it last week? I saw a poll where he was at ten percent, which had passed surpassed Mike Pence, which I thought, wow, okay, yeah, well, the, maybe there's some traction there. And that was one of the early states, wasn't it? I can't remember which state that was. I thought it was one of the early states. Was it Iowa? Maybe. I don't remember. Or um, New Hampshire, one of those. Yeah, his national polling has been, you know, I think Not he's quite as more good. like 5% yeah. he's been able to get up to. But again, for a guy who was basically unknown in politics a few months ago, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that he's made, I, I would say that his first few months, he's got to be happy with it. I would think he he's mm-hmm. looking back and say, so far, yeah. so good. Yes. You know, he's not leading the pack by any means. But he's there, yeah, uh, in a place that I think he's positioned himself well enough for what he expected to happen. So I don't know. I, I thought he was one. That, I thought that would be kind of one that was a little under the radar. But you, you know, you you called that right away. That's the, I think he's overperformed expectations. Mm-hmm. Another one um, that might be kind of obvious as overperformed expectations. I think is Donald Trump. Oh yeah. Now, now maybe not his yeah. own high expectations, but the fact that he really hasn't been pushed at all in the polls. Not at all. Is I you gotta give you gotta give his campaign some level of credit there, mm-hmm. right? Like they, I think he has performed above what you would think he would perform, especially at, with with everything a he's challenger. dealt with. You know, yeah, right. and he's got eleven competitors, and he's still around the fifty percent mark. Yeah, I mean, you look at these uh, polls; he's up by 34, 38, 29, 24, 45, 21, 36, 30, 30, 38. Geez. I mean, these are really good results. And, uh, you know, again, DeSantis being in second place and at 20 percent, you know, he's about 21 percent. He's averaging Trump at an average of 53 right now nationally. Well, wow. like the fact that he's in wow. the has the majority of Republican voters and has not had yet a serious push from DeSantis or anyone else is pretty notable. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I so think too. Uh, that he's 30 does, points ahead. That's yeah. very notable. Now, I will say it's too early to take from these polls some conclusion i don't think mm-hmm. that any of these people are out of it and i you know well asa hutchinson is out of it but any most of the people are not out of it mm-hmm. doug bergam may be out of it he, M- he maybe bergam might not be able to, to get us <laughs> yeah. over this mountain but like desantis has debates he's got we are not even at the point where people are really paying attention to this you might be paying attention to it because you care about the country in a way that many do not but mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the people that you work with and 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 have a general sense that they like Donald Trump or don't have maybe a little bit of a sense on DeSantis, maybe. 
maybe some Biden. But honestly, this decision typically right now is being made. Do I like Donald Trump or not? That is essentially the one decision that people Mm -hmm. have made even more than it is about Joe Biden. It's like, do I like Trump? Do I not like Trump? That will be the referendum if he's the nominee. That is a decision that will be uh, tossed around by the American people and they will they will vote based on essentially that it will not be about whether Joe Biden's uh, student loan policy is successful or not. It will be about whether people can think that Donald Trump will do a better job and whether they like him or not, essentially. Now, if it goes to a DeSantis or one of these other candidates, I think you have more of a chance of it being about Biden, which I tend to think is a good thing um, because then it's not about personalities as much. But we have no idea how DeSantis will uh, will perform in the situation if he's the nominee. I will say, like you, I think you would, could fairly point out that uh, the rollout hasn't been as strong as they maybe have hoped. Yeah. You know, I think he would have liked to. I don't think he thought he'd be winning, but I think, you know, being within be, 10 points. Yeah. Closer ooh, than 30 would be better. <laughs> it would be, be better. Yeah. Being down 30 is suboptimal. Pat. Uh, yes. Uh, and <laughs> yes. and they've had, I don't think it necessarily means a hell of a mm. lot yet. Mm. I don't want to overstate it. We're just looking, you know, we're, the, uh, the, the Major League Baseball is about the halfway point. And you look at that and you say, well, okay, some teams are definitely. In the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. you know, like the Atlanta Braves are probably going to make the playoffs. Probably uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to make the playoffs. Probably you've seen some teams be really, really good. The Oakland A's probably not so much. You can tell that now. What you can't mm-hmm. tell is the is the fifth wild, you know, the fifth seed going to wind up having a good run and become the one or two seed and be the favorite by the playoffs. We don't know that yet, and I think that's where we mm-hmm. are in, in this. The other person I would say has exceeded expectations would be on the other side, and it would be RFK Jr. Who, yeah. again, yes, he has a for big sure. name. Yes, he's been known in, in liberal politics for a long time, but also is not seen at all as a actual threat to win the presidency. I mean, no. it, it was not seen coming in as a real candidate. I think the most surprising thing to me about RFK Jr. is that uh, a lot of people on the conservative side mm-hmm. have taken an interest in him. And some have even said, yeah, I like that guy. I, I might vote for him. Please don't. Please Please, please, by all that is holy, by all that is I mean, good, you, right, and holy, don't look into his policies and and what he envisions for America. Yes, because it's there are a couple uh, headline ones that, rep- bad. That's, that conservatives tend to uh, be okay with. The, 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 the vaccine, vaccine skepticism is part of it. He's the, been pretty good on the border. Lately. Lately. Uh, you know, he uh-huh. has some things that you might like. You have yes. to look at his entire platform. Yes, please. And, and see, you know, for this. Climate change, for instance. Uh, he essentially called everybody who doesn't agree with him on climate change a traitor. Yeah, and not essentially. He did call he them He did that. do it, and he was And more. he wished that he had the power to do something about it. Like, put these people in jail, and I think Glenn was one of the people he talked about. Yeah, you know, the two people he mentioned specifically of being traitors to the country and people who Jeez. would be up to the penalty. We should mm-hmm. treat them like traitors, was, was his quote. Yeah. Was not only our own Glenn Beck, but also Rush Limbaugh. Oh, so I don't know if you like man, Rush... Man. Uh, and you didn't want him dead uh, many years earlier than he unfortunately did pass. Mm -hmm. You may consider the fact that RFK Jr. may be not the guy you want running the country. Now, I will say, if you're in a state where you want to cause chaos like Rush used to love causing, voting for RFK Jr. in the Democratic primary, primary. where you don't care about your primary, maybe it's already decided, might be a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it is it is hilarious to see this guy with no real political base and no real operation at 20 percent 
It's I, incredible, really. And it's, it is exceeding expectations. It has a lot yeah. to do with varying factors. Number one, he actually has connected with some old school Democrats, people who are against mm-hmm. war, people who yeah. are anti-vaccine, which, by the way, we should point out, not a right wing movement. It has been a across the board uh, slew of people for a long time. Like mm-hmm. it's a cross section. It's not really partisan. The, the vaccine stuff, and I'm going way before the COVID stuff, because yeah. in the COVID times, yeah, it yeah. did turn into uh, a Republican Democrat thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But before that, when RFK Jr. was very active in this movement long before any of this COVID stuff came up, he was working with people like Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey and all sorts of left wing celebrities who were on this bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And like, whatever you, I don't care what you believe about this, like, make your own freaking decisions for your family. But the bottom line is this. Th- there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party who look at what the Fauciism turned into and are like, what the hell is this? This is my yeah. party, supposedly? The, like, I, I've been sitting here saying this stuff was bad long before COVID, and now they, they're forcing this on me? The same thing with Ukraine. I've been saying uh, I'm a Democrat. I've been saying I've been, I'm against war this whole time. Now, all of a sudden, I have mm-hmm. to support it? Or I'm the worst person in the world? What are you talking about? And RFK Jr. has connected with that group of Democrats. And rightly so. Yeah. Uh, Especially with Democrats. He should be connecting, I think. He's closer to that traditional Democrat in a lot of ways than what we're seeing now. Um, Especially the old school Democrat. The union guy. But again, these are bad policies, many of them. The union stuff is bad. The climate stuff is really really, bad. I mean, he is a, he's an insane person on the climate. Abortion. He's really bad on that. Horrible on abortion. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Affirmative action. That ruling that we all celebrated last week, he He was against it. Right. He's not, he is, look, don't be fooled that he's like some conservative because he he's agrees with him on a couple of things. He's a <laughs> hardcore mega liberal that agrees with conservatives on a couple of things right now. Yeah. And that's important to note. But um But for Democrats, yeah. For Democrats I'd love it if yeah. they if they nominated him instead Better of Biden. Biden. And there's good reason to do that. You know? Uh I don't think they will. They won't. I- and that's but. the thing, because you got the Kennedy name, you got the name recognition, you got the some that he is connecting, I think, at some level. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't oversell this, too. I think right. it's now come full circle. At the beginning, it was like, wait a minute, this guy they gave no chance to and no coverage to is hitting 20%. What's going on? Mm-hmm. He is now, he, now he's getting a lot of coverage. I mean, he, was, he did the Joe Rogan thing. He's getting all these big podcasts. He is getting mm-hmm. a lot of attention. And I don't know if, you know, if people have looked at this super closely but we all were people quote all the time that he gets 20 percent in the polls that was may 17th he got 20 percent in the polls he has not had 20 percent in the polls since oh really? it's been it's less than coming that? up on two months yeah and there have been a dozen polls none of which he has cracked 20 percent uh he's been between eight and 17 in those polls joe biden has led by You'll hear from some Trump supporters who are like, you know, Trump, you know, Trump is blowing DeSantis out and we shouldn't even have a primary, but they'll celebrate RFK. RFK is f- much farther behind Joe <laughs> Biden than Ron right. DeSantis is Donald Trump. He's behind the latest poll. He was down by 58 points. Oof. He was down by 59 <laughs> and another, 47 and another, 47 and another. So it's a nail biter. Yeah. On the Democrat side. It is something to note, but it isn't. We shouldn't overstate how <laughs> right. close he is to winning this nomination. All right. Patents due for Glenn. Coming, more coming up. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if um, any of these Democrats gain any traction from here on. Because you're talking about people running in their own party against a sitting president. Which just usually 
it's unacceptable to do that. And you won't get any support from the party uh, if you do that. And you might be punished. And they're not. For a few, and, and they're not. This is why but, someone serious hasn't jumped in, right? You, yeah. You will get that punishment. And, and I, you know, like Gavin Newsom, who wants to run oh, so badly. Nobody he wants to taste it. Oh, man, does he want to run. But he won't because he'll be punished by the Democrat Party if he does. And that would hurt him in the future. Yeah, he's thinking ahead and thinking he yeah. probably wouldn't win. So right he's just now, hoping so. against hope, I think, that Biden drops out. And then he'd be in in a second. What he's done is he put together a relatively serious national operation that is positioned to help the Democratic nominee. Mm-hmm. Now, if Joe Biden flames out, I don't know, one of these accusations comes true. Uh, it's, you know, proven he goes down to let's say let's say we, right now, I think Joe Biden, we has some, some of the worst uh, approval ratings. Only Carter was worse. At this point, at this in his point presidency. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they're bad, but not bad, bad. Like they're not. You know, Trump's approval rating was about forty-two percent in going into twenty twenty. There's no question. Biden's who's is be the still forty point five. It's forty point five. It's lower, I mean, but it's not it, catastrophically bad. It's not George, the end of George W. Bush's second term. It's not like single term. digits where it should be. Right. Yes, George W. Bush ended in the low thirties, high twenties, and you get into that area and. Mm there may very well be someone who needs to quote-unquote step in. Mm-hmm. And Gavin Newsom is building an operation in case that happens. He is he is ready to go if they need somebody to step in last minute. Mm-hmm. And he's building this with the under the auspices of like, oh, well, I'm taking in, you know, I want to I want to reform the Second Amendment. I want to, you know, I want to I want to get rid of the Second Amendment. I want to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And he's running ads in Florida, but they're sort of like, well, I'm targeting Ron DeSantis, and he's one—he's the Republican. You know what I mean? Like he's—he's—he's—he's he's, yeah. he's, he's acting as if he doesn't want to run. Um, when but he, every one of his pieces of action is is, is telling the opposite story, right? Like it, yeah. it's obvious he wants this, but he—I think—may has made this calculation. Look, if I step into this primary right now, I probably lose, and my my future is destroyed because the party will make me lose number 1 mm-hmm. they will bend the rules to make sure i lose anyway mm-hmm. and number 2 honestly even if he got into the race who's to say that he would win i, I don't think that he's certainly he, i mean he he'd be a worse president i think even than joe biden which would be is saying something pretty bad yeah it was really saying something yeah, he's a radical oh yeah a big time radical and so but it's been nice cuz you can be as radical as you want in california they elected you go at it have at it mm-hmm. but not for the rest of us please no no thank you all right 888727 beck dan andros is in town yeah uh, going to be popping in here in a minute our old friend dan andros we'll talk to him coming up the glenn back program It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. He'll be back on uh, Monday. And we, in the meantime, are joined by our old friend, uh, Dan Andros, who deserted us years ago. <laughs> How many years ago was it, Ben? Was it um, like 14, 15, somewhere in there? Seven glorious years. Yeah, seven glorious years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Blaze alum, Dan Andros, mm-hmm. now over at faithwire.com, CBN, and host of the Quick Start podcast, which you can subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. That's Great. a lot. Why don't you leave a job for somebody else? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's too many. Too, many, job. too many jobs. Yeah, I was, I'm yeah. questioning my choices now. I just have one job. Are you Ryan just... Seacrest all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Leave something for someone else, Dan. I'm just like him, except with $100 million less million. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if you're looking for a new job, if you are maybe thinking you need one more, 
might I recommend Detective at the White House to find cocaine? Mm, because yeah. that seems to be a very well, difficult job. Well, that's the job. toughest yeah. job on the planet. Who did this? Who yeah. could know? There's no way to tell. There's, There's no way to tell. It's like the metric system. There's no way to measure right. it. I don't know. Is it like it, the metric yeah, system? Yeah, it's a lot like that. It's There's no like way they to have, tell. Uh, but guys, you're not understanding here. They just don't have the resources <laughs> there at the White House <laughs> right. where the President of the United States is. I mean, who would have thought to put a camera in the in all the different buildings there in the White House? I mean, yeah. Well, it, it was expensive. Especially because... We know this cocaine was found in the area where there's just tours. This is mm-hmm. where people are walking through. The average person can walk through there anytime during the day or night. And, right. and well, actually, just a quick update. Yeah. It's actually in a highly trafficked part of the private residence, uh, West Wing area, actually. The West Wing, highly trafficked. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going by there all the time. All tours the time. are going by there. Actually, quick update. People drop stuff off in that cubby hole. All the time. All the time. But yeah. quick update on that, Pat. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was in uh, the West Wing executive entrance and the framing by the news, actually, near where Kamala Harris parks their, her car. Uh, they're throwing her down. The, Joe Biden leaked that. Oh, yeah. It, it was by Kamala's car, guys. <laughs> but are you amazed, Dan, that like with all this other crimes that we are able to solve, how they cannot figure out where this cocaine mm. is, came from? Yeah, oh. with all of the technology. I mean, I, I don't know. You think of the Larry David. What was that? Uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. They like ping the guy's cell tower. They find him on tape. <laughs> a, a random guy at like a baseball game yeah. and they get him off of that crime. Yeah. Remember that story? Yeah. Uh, the Idaho murders, right? Like the the college kids. That yeah. Were, this happened in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. No one saw anything. The guy drives across the country into the Poconos where there's just a billion trees and nothing else a couple cabins and they track him down in like a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's a giant bag that someone dropped like oops like my big ziploc bag of cocaine ah sorry guys can't if figure that one out the mystery of the century if they'd only thought to put a camera somewhere, somewhere. in the White House. Just somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they, they should have done that. Yeah. They but should like should've a nest it. cam. Mm-hmm, I, I you think know? you're right mm-hmm. though, Pat. I think that this government, that this administration is just very cost conscious and so they're not <laughs> yes. like these nest cams are expensive now like, like 50 bucks, bucks to install and a monthly service you've got to mm-hmm. pay too who wants yeah. that yeah Nobody. so you know so they're just being cost conscious but these are the it's the give and take you know like right. that you you leave yourself open to a little risk <laughs> protecting our tax dollars the biden administration hard at work uh it is fascinating though i think this is one of the most defining characteristics of this time which is people have lost faith that the the justice mm-hmm. system will go after people equally yeah you see the hunter biden thing i know i know that if i had a laptop that i left at at some place that showed me with like bunch of bunches of hookers and cocaine there's no way i'd be walking free today no there's no way Mm -hmm. despite all the financial crimes and everything else on there just the basics and no one seems to care and we're seeing this all the time where conservatives are prosecuted for things that you wouldn't that the liberals aren't they're the doj is cracking down in ways that are amazing well i mean look at trump i mean the guy has like you know he prints out one piece of paper and it's it's in one of his you know (laughs) a sheds or something and they're like just you know doing full raids on him you know and and then you have you have hunter biden who's broken like 500 federal laws we can let him wander around in the white house and drop cocaine off it's absolutely no big deal (laughs) but it is uh, you're seeing a turn now i think with the doj like you know we we know there's been corruption in the government right this is this is nothing new but I feel like it's rising to new levels now and the willingness to use the DOJ to just do your political dirty work. I mean, we saw this with Mark Houck. This is a story that we covered uh, over at CBN, you know, you know, uh, very closely. 
And he's the pro-lifer who was, he's regularly out in front of these Planned Parenthoods protesting an abortion. And he gets in an altercation with a guy he knows um, that they're, you know, he's one of the Planned Parenthood escorts. So they know each other. This guy's harassed. He doesn't like when the, when the pro-lifers are around. So he's giving sure. them a hard time. You can see it on tape. He goes up to him. He's saying something to Hauk's son who's there. It was only 12 vile things. So he shoves him and the guy falls down. It's, so of course, all the headlines, oh, he shoved an old guy, the pro-lifer. Well, it was a very minor scrape. It got dismissed in local courts, and it was done. And that's how these cases would normally right. go. In a normal justice system, okay, like, you know, there's a little bit of an altercation among people who don't like each other. No one's really hurt. No. You know, the local courts look at it. The police drop the charges, whatever. It's over. He didn't. Even, this guy didn't even show up to court. That was one of the reasons it got thrown out. He just was like, man, I couldn't be bothered to show up to court. Right. Then out of nowhere. I heard his buttocks was bruised. <laughs> was it? From the fall. Both cheeks? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Who, you know, nobody falls. That's a, such a rare occurrence. <laughs> it is. Uh, but anyway, so the DOJ swoops in and out of nowhere and they, they charge him with a federal face act crime and now Jeez. after talking to his the face act is you know blocking someone from a, a doctor or a patient from going into one of these clinics right mm -hmm. that's what a fit this was not either one of those uh people just an escort and he wasn't blocking him at all the video evidence clearly shows that it was happening mm -hmm. on the corner of the street so why mm -hmm. in the world would the doj come down on this and from what i when i talked to their lawyers uh you know for hauk they were saying that the the feds will not take a case typically unless they have a 99% chance of winning. Like they just don't right. do it. They, they will never not lose. waste their time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this case has no, it's a terrible case. They have absolutely no chance of winning this thing. And it was dismissed in like no time at all. And, and also don't forget, aside from just the charges, they showed up at his house with like 30 federal agents fully all armed. Right. right. And he had already told Jeez. them in writing that he was willing to come in. He said, hey, I think mm. you don't have a case here, but if you're going to charge me, we'll come in to save everyone the hassle. And they ignored that, and they Jeez, they wanted to gosh. make an example out of him. Because remember, this yeah. is before the election. All this happened in mm -hmm. September, right ahead of the uh, elections. So and, they wanted to make examples and put headlines of pro-lifers looking like these big criminals ahead of the election. That's fascinating mm. when you think about what is the chain of information that leads to that moment? Yeah. Why on earth would the DOJ even be aware of mm. this stupid little tiny local incident at a uh, at a at an abortion clinic? And we're seeing this over and over again. You guys broke a story uh, that probably many people are in the audience are somewhat aware of, of a guy who's protesting an abortion. Where was it in? Uh, this was a pride rally. A pride rally. Um, and it was happening in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, this guy, he's a street preacher. He's regularly out there, you know, preaching the gospel and things like that. And so he finds out that there's this pride rally there in Reading, which is not, it, it's not an area that you're typically going to get like a pride. It's not New York City. Right. So this is not a common occurrence there. So there were a couple of Christians that showed up and they had signs. Well, this guy shows up and joins like these two or three Christians that are there across the street. Now, the officer within 60 seconds, arrests him and charge him with criminal disorderly conduct. All he did was walk up, and you can see it on tape. There was another guy, mm -hmm. you know, praise God, filming this so that it was on tape yeah. and you could see it. And this cop is just, he's like, let him have their day. And he's like, look, this is public property. I can be here. And he's like, yeah, you're right, but just let him have their day. And he's like, all right, well, you do you, I'll do me. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. He starts to quote a Bible verse. Uh, it was first, first Corinthians, I think. And 
as soon as he starts in on the Bible verse, this cop turns around, makes a beeline for him and said, that's it. I've had enough of you. You're done. Throws him up against the wall and arrests him. And, uh, and it was kind of funny mm. in the comments because all the people are going, congratulations, brother. You just won, won the lotto. Um, but it is. It's this pattern of like they're pushing and authorities are pushing and we're having as Christians and conservatives to defend ourselves. And, you know, he had to go and thankfully they threw it out. I think I think the prosecutors looked and like, uh, what did you guys do mm-hmm. here? You have a lawsuit. But those lines are being tested uh, constantly. And so... You know, it's the onus is on us to say yeah. like, no, no, we're actually within our rules to be able to say what we want to say. It's crazy. And we're at that point where we really are. The last line of defense seems to be these courts that have held the line so far. The Supreme Court did several times. Yeah. The uh, the there was a religious freedom, of course, with that 303 creative case where you talked about what are you forced to, to make websites for things you don't agree with? And these lines are being pushed all the time by the left. And what's scary is eventually they're going to get one of these through. They're not going to fail forever in the courts. If if the only thing you have holding up uh, insanity is a 5-4 vote or a 6-3 vote even in the Supreme Court, you do not have much of a, a basis for the foundation of your civilization. Yeah. Especially when you know the plan is to pack the court mm-hmm. yeah. and add you know four or five liberal ju- justices. Yeah. And, and they're going to try to do that. Yeah. They have to. Well, that's because they can't stand the rulings that are happening can't. right now. They can't stand it and they will abandon it. And that's a sad thing that we mm-hmm. used to be able to, as Americans on the left and right, maybe what, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we could agree on the basic founding principles of the country. Yeah. They don't do that, that anymore. Now, they right? don't, they, they, that ship right. has sailed and they're going to keep pushing until they can pack the courts and just get their way. Yep. I know you're covering this on a quick, the Quick Start podcast as well as faithwire.com and CBN. Before you go, though, I want to, uh, you live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And there's a story that happened there a few weeks ago that I am fascinated by. Pat, I think you'll be fascinated by this as well. I don't, I don't know how closely you followed it. But there was a big accident. I don't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, a truck. It was sad. The guy died. But uh, oh, wow. it was a trucker and he was going mm-hmm. under an underpass and he crashed somehow, but it was like a fuel truck or something. So it like exploded and it was oh, a yeah. massive fire. Mm-hmm. And, and it actually, down the it melted the overpass. overpass. There's crazy videos of it starting to buckle and people were like Still filming, driving, driving over, over it yeah. and yeah. it like goes down. So anyway, and really it scary. Yeah. Really scary. And I remember after hearing about this, the governor of the state comes on like it could be months we could be talking three months of, and this is I-95, if you don't know this area, like it's the highway. Three lanes on each side. It's, yeah. it's just before Philly. It's just a few minutes before Philadelphia. Yeah. And it's a massive area. Thousands and thousands of people crossing this all the time. It would be a major disruption to get off this highway and have to drive through Philadelphia to get back on the highway is a massive thing for traffic. And then all of a sudden, like a few days later, they're like, Don't bridge, bridge is back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. 12 days. Yeah. 12, they did 12 days. 12 days. They now, said I drove by this thing. Oh, that's I, incredible. Yeah. I had I had to go down to Philly for something in the middle of this. And they're like, oh, you got to do the detour. And um, wow. I'm going down there and I drove by it. It looked like, I mean, it was horrible. Like it was yeah. rubble. Like it was a disaster zone down there. And I'm like, there's no way they're getting this thing. Because I was there on like the middle of the week. Yeah. And they're like. It's going to be open by the weekend. I'm, I'm like, what? There's nothing there. What are you talking about? Now, I've seen construction projects. They take like 10 years. All right. I, I would say, seriously, like that's a great example of American ingenuity. People coming together in a tough time to get something done faster than normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Now let's step back to the regular day stuff. Why? <laughs> Why does every construction project take 
a zillion years mm-hmm. when this when they really need you ever it been done, to fort worth oh, fort worth texas gosh <laughs> i mean there are there are construction projects that were begun long before we got here in 2012 they're still, still going. going on now <laughs> and, and as there were in uh 2012 nobody's there except right. for the orange cones and barrels and yeah. all of that nobody's there still and yeah. it's i i can't for the life of well, me understand what they're doing and they they rallied everyone right they knew they had to get this done and so you think okay they they can do it so why does it get held up on all these other times and right. i think it's probably a couple things one, they know the federal government doesn't really care about... I mean, how many of these projects ever land on budget? Have you ever heard of one of no, these construction never, projects? No. Oh, it'll be a billion. Oh, really? Like, mm-hmm. $50 billion later? Like, we were a little over. Like, right. no private company would ever stand for that. But you can build mm-hmm. the government on that. The other thing is the unions. So when, they, when the governor comes in and just says, okay, you know what? Unions just stand down, guys. You know, because they yeah. wouldn't allow be, run, work around the clock and all that. Yeah. wouldn't happen. This is the time they actually need it. And when they need it, they can do it. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to watch uh, in, in action. Uh, Dan Andros, uh, faithwire.com. Quick start podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that as well as CBN News. Dan, thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. The Glenn Beck Program. Don't forget Glenn's new book, Dark Future. It's out Tuesday, the 11th. Pre-order it right now at glensnewbook.com. Glensnewbook.com. Pretty well, exciting stuff. While uh, you're online, go ahead and order some Kexi cookies as well. K-E-K-S-I.com. Kexi.com. I uh, got some incredible flavors. That uh, Did you Have you tried the raspberry lemonade? Yes, very oh good. Gosh. Very delicious. They are, they are always delicious, but they, that's a good flavor. Yeah, yeah. like it. Um, very good. And uh, also mention, uh, you know, we talked about the presidential candidates that are out there. Uh, the best candidate is, of course, the one you can get the shirt for at studosmerch.com, which is anyone but Biden24. Uh, it's funny because it looks kind of like a Biden shirt, like from a distance. Mm-hmm. You might say, oh, is that guy a Biden fan? You get closer. And it just says anyone, anyone but, but. Uh, Biden 24. Like so you got that. that up there as well as the uh, has Joe Biden cured cancer dot com shirt. Has he? You can go to the website and check has Joe Biden cured cancer dot com right now. The answer is no. But by the end of the broadcast, mm. you never you never know. know. Um, you, you have, never you know because he's well. working on it so hard and he promised. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he promised. Yep. It was going to happen. And we th- he mentioned, in fact, I'm not joking. So. You know he's serious. You know he was serious when he says that. Yeah. And uh, in fact, it's surprising that it hasn't been cured yet. It is surprising. Um, Yeah. So check that out. StuDoesMerch.com. The code is Stu10 to save 10%. And of course, Stu Does America coming up uh, tonight. We've got a new program uh, for Friday. It'll be uh, a a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, next week I'm in Iowa for this uh, Forum of National Voices, many of which happen to be running for President of the United States on the Republican side. We'll be talking to them. Okay. Uh, so make sure to check that out on Blaze TV. Program.